Welcome to another episode of Exploring Possibilities, available on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, my website, journeyofpossibilities.com, and the best of the best are going on the YouTube channel at YouTube slash Cheryl Sitz. I am Cheryl Sitz, your host for the show, and right here every week we have some of the most interesting, inspiring conversations on the planet. It's our mission to explore holistic, spiritual ways that we can transform life from the inside out. Do you like what you hear? We would love your support so that we can keep bringing you these awesome shows. Just go to journeyofpossibilities.com slash support. The show and website are the skillful creations of tech shaman Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance. Mario, what can you do to help our listeners this week? Well, thanks, Cheryl. One of the things that I can help with, when you have a website, you know what you want. You want where that graphic is or you know what text you want to update. That's one of the parts that I can help you with. How many times has a web developer giving you a high bill for something that you think is pretty easy. I have various type of programs, and I am very flexible in working with how to create a program that works for you. For example, I can do the work for you. That's one. But really, I love empowering you as the user because I know you know what you like. I can show you how to do that modification on that website, and we can have even a hybrid program where I can show you Or some of them, you give them to me, and we have a monthly fee on those. So there's a lot of different ways. Yes, I can do the hourly. I can do the monthly package where I do everything for you. But don't you want to be the one in control of your website? Those are the kind of things I can provide you, solutions that empower you. Find out more about them on MarioRosales.net or TechLifeBalance.net. Who are you? Why are you here? What wonders and opportunities await you beyond physical death? What happened millennia ago to create the damaged earth and fractured societies you see around you? Empowering, enlightening, internationally acclaimed, the Joseph Communications books offer answers to these questions. Spiritual, concise, contemporary, non-denominational, the communications originate from Joseph, a highly evolved discarnate spirit concerned for you and the future of the planet and its peoples. The words of Joseph and his soul group give you the power to bring light and change into your own life and the lives of others and to restore the earth. Available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook formats, the communications can be ordered today at www.thejosephcommunications.com and also from Amazon and other major booksellers. All proceeds are used for further publishing and advertising and to make the communications available worldwide. We have an amazing experience coming up this next fall in September. Create your own Peruvian shamanic adventure. We'd love to have you join us. You can choose from a package that includes the Nazca lines or one that's got the jungle and sacred plant medicine or go with us to Sacred Valley and Machu Picchu, whatever feels right to you or just do it all. We would love to have you with us. You know, we work with guides and shaman of the highest integrity to bring you a safe, memorable experience. You can learn all about it and contact us at journeyofpossibilities.com slash events. And now for today's guest. Doris Angerbauer Karstens was born in Austria into a family of artists. After earning a bachelor's in gold and silversmithing, her family trade, she moved to Florida to start a career as a freelance artist and energy healer, and later to raise a family there. Her paintings speak of the love she has for her family, and her jewelry is infused with healing energy. Her website is chibeads.com, 
And for this particular interview, I'm going to be sharing some of her artwork with this interview on my new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Cheryl Sitz. So you can check out her art as well. Welcome, Doris. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. And the day after what I hear was a very busy Thanksgiving for you. (laughs) It was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for taking the time on this busy weekend to, uh, to visit with us for this show. I appreciate that. It's an honor. Thank you so much. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about how you came into your spiritual path, because this seems to vary with guests, some through religion, some through teachers, meeting guides, whatever. How was your spiritual awakening? Actually, it started very early. I have to think back um, uh, as a child. When I was 11, my father passed away. And uh, I uh, found myself in that early age reading books about past life and the life after. And uh, I think that was a very big experience for me back then. Wow, so I was always so young. searching, searching, searching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if you lose your father so young, you would want to know more about where he went and where we all go. Absolutely. And... Yes, yes. So who provided this reading material for you? Was this through a family member that you were awakened to these possibilities or the library or what did that show up for you? Actually, I went to the library and searched, and I found what I needed to find. And I, you know, I I um, matured very, very early because, um, yeah, through that experience, and I lost my mother very early also. So I was uh, on the search for what is the sense in life? What is, uh, wh- why am I here? Um, and you know, I found answers in in being connected with the with the with the other side. So did you develop your guests, your gifts young to be able to connect with your family and others on the other side? I think I did, yes. It was a couple of experiences where I, I knew I'm connected with, uh, with the spirit and not, uh, not with the physical matter. And that was an eye-opener for me. And from early on, I had this feeling there's something coming out of my hands. And so I explored it and I, I noticed that when I put my hands somewhere, people or animals are feeling better, even plants. So it took me a while. It took me until um, my adult life when I actually already had children that I tried to explore what that is and and, 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 uh, reading up on healing and and finding out that I'm not weird, (laughs) (laughs) that it's all out there actually, (laughs) that I'm not different. So, uh, you know, I've been studying up on on different uh, different, uh, healing modalities and, and it was one of this was one of the most rewarding things in my life. Whenever I had a person in front of me, um, which I was able to help through energy healing, that was just wonderful. Yes. And I, I'm so grateful that we have the internet so that we can connect with other like-spirited people and know so easily and quickly that we're not alone and that there's others like us and get more information. Because even though we could get it at the library or we might run into someone, it's so helpful to have that kind of information at our fingertips. I think we can take it for granted sometimes. So I think that probably helped you too, right? To connect with more information and more people? Yes, it did. It did later on. And uh, in the early days, I didn't have a computer or internet, so I did read tons of books. But later on, it, it, it absolutely did. Yeah, you're right. Well, tell me how you decided to channel what was coming out of your hands into your artwork. Well, since I have two passions, which uh, one is the arts and one is healing, I somehow explored the possibility to combine both. And then I was reading Dr. Emoto's book, 
uh, about uh, how he changed water and the structure of water. And I was exploring that possibilities further. And I noticed that actually, since, I mean, even if, if you work with crystals, you can actually channel the energy of matter and you can um, provide a, a, a different structure of matter. So if you can uh, change the structure and the molecules of, of water, why, why not in, in the beads I'm doing? Since I'm, um, if, if I'm sitting there uh, doing my beadwork and channel uh, the healing energy at the same time, must be combined and it did turn out that it did uh, from a, a couple of, of people who um, I conditioned the necklaces I did for them and uh, they told me you know what I really do feel it and uh, I'm having a little Reiki session while I'm wearing the <laughs> necklace I, I feel like I'm having your hands on me that's so wonderful you know that is beautiful so you have gotten feedback from clients that they have found healing in wearing the jewelry that you create for them Yes, I have, and especially if it's uh, personalized. When I personalize a um, when I when I sell a necklace, and, and I know the person, and um, and I especially train the necklace for their condition, it really makes a difference. So, have you worked with any kinds of specific illnesses with this work? You know, I think I did, but I have given that up to spirit. Um, I just work strictly as a tool, and I don't even think about specific. Um, illnesses because it mostly comes from a past life anyway. <laughs> so I just have my hands guided. <laughs> so please tell us a little more about that if, that, if that isn't really clear for someone when you say it's probably coming from a past life anyway. So what is your understanding of that? There is uh, a lot of illnesses we drag with us and we develop in this life because uh, uh, there's some past lives, there were uh, things in past lives we did not overcome and we dragged it over to this life and it was never, you know, the issue was never worked out. So I think what you're saying can be really powerful for someone to process. Basically, if I take a sick body out of this world, then that means that I'm going to have a sick body in the next life until I resolve that illness or... How does that work? Yeah, basically, um, we are coming to this, my understanding or my feeling is that we are coming to this world to um, basically just heal the karma we had in the last one and, and we didn't learn enough or, or all of it. <laughs> this is why we have to be reborn. So, and I mean, it shows in all the layers of the aura, there's aura tears and there's, um, you know, illnesses in the aura sometimes, uh, which were not created in this life. And by bringing people uh, into term with, with their last lives, and you don't even have to remember it, but you are able to connect those lives with healing energy. And you can, you know, heal those parts of the aura. And it, it, it's funny because sometimes people don't even know what I did when I worked on them. And I just let my hands do their work. And they say, I don't know, there's something I just feel different. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny that we're talking about this way about past lives. I never know where these conversations are going to go. I have no script. You have no script. So we go where we go. And it came up about past lives. I've had a lot of people tell me, oh, Cheryl, I wish I could remember my past lives. I'm so jealous that you get to remember your past life. Not necessarily, right? Because all of our past lives are not all, you know, roses and butterflies. There's some dark stuff back there that they may not be so eager to remember. 
Yeah, there sure is. I just have one example when my daughter was about two and a half, three years old. And needless to say, of course, she did never watch a, a horror movie. <laughs> but I remember it very vividly when she, when we were just, you know, casually walking from the house to the to the car, and she said, "Mama," um, and there was this uh, this head, and it it just my head and just fell off, and 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 there was all this blood, and um, and well, and then I was swimming in the in the heaven with the light guy, and I was just looking at her. What? Wow. <laughs> I know. So it must not be. And I basically uh, in the meditation came to me that she was uh, in a past life and she was deheaded. She had that. And children tend to have these men at a certain age. So it was okay. You know, we do have some bad memories. And no wonder, you know, some of us have headaches still or or have some ailments and some sicknesses, you know, or maybe, you know, it's just little things. Maybe you don't want to uh, uh, jump in the water and, and, and you have a fear of water. That's maybe, maybe you have, you have been drowned in a past life. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And so it's just, I love that you said you just work with what your hands feel guided to do. You just work with what shows up and that we don't have to remember all that stuff because most of us don't want to remember a lot of that stuff. So if we can just go straight to what's going on and work through it without having to get the story, I think it's the mind that's curious about the story. The mind wants to know it wants to play with something too. (laughs) Exactly. Of course. And it's, yeah, of course we're curious and it's, it's, it's a little bit of, of, um, this feeling, you. This is just an adventure, and I want to explore all that. But it's not. It's really not necessary because your soul knows it anyway. So, how does color play into all of this? Do are you guided what colors to use in your paintings and in your beadwork, or uh, is all of it intuitive? How does that work? Um, it is very much intuitive, but I am a very colorful person, so that creative side of mine sometimes uh, interferes with. <laughs> with the healing side and then I'll just whatever you know it is what it is I'll just let it go because especially when I'm painting then I have to go into the zone where I don't think um, and it just comes out anyway and and with the beads it's easier because uh, that's that's more craft work so the beads I can do any day any day but for, for my paintings I really have to feel okay I can let go I can go into the alpha stage and just paint because that's somebody, something, I think I'm channeling something there, which I don't really have anything to do with. <laughs> Your work is beautiful. I really encourage listeners this time to go to my YouTube channel, YouTube slash Cheryl Sits, and check out the video of this. I've put together slides with different imagery of of your creations, Doris, because uh, you're, you work with color so richly and the way it flows and the lines and the curves. Are you professionally trained? Have you had classes and things, or is it all just what you feel like creating? Um, well, originally I am a goldsmith, which um, my whole family was were goldsmiths. My father was teaching the trade, and we had a jewelry store at home. And um, since I am very a very colorful person, I mean, if you look at my house, it's really colorful. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, uh, yeah, there's never a dull moment here. Uh, there's no, yeah, there's no earth tones here either. <laughs> but this is uh, a part where I actually also got a little tired of metal, 
of the gold and, and, and silver alone because and this is how I started the beads because with the beads I can uh, engage color and I still do uh, you know like the old trade that you know I, I earned my uh, my allowance back in back in the days the, the old way um, by beading uh, necklaces from customers uh, pearl necklaces and you have to uh, put a, a little um, knot in between so if, if it ever breaks you don't lose a bit and so I'm doing that really still the old the old school way. <laughs> I'm very old school when it comes to that. Very conservative when it comes <laughs> to to trade and, and, and to crafts. And um, so I, this is how I started with the beads. And um, then I went to art shows. And since, you know, it takes me about 10 hours to make one necklace. So needless to say, this, this necklace has a story behind it. In the meantime, it has a name. <laughs> and then I started to paint the story of it on canvas and have hands coming out of the, the frame and holding the necklace in place. So it, it was uh, uh, not, not just 2D, but 3D. Now, art shows didn't exactly know what to do with me. <laughs> are you a jeweler or are you a painter? What are you? I don't know. You decide. <laughs> that seems to be a thing for guests on my show. None of us fit in the box. We're all... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't fit in there at all. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah, so, but I, I started then with just beads and just paintings or, or a mixture out of it. You know, whatever whatever creativity comes out of me, it, it, it differs every day. It depends on the mood. <laughs> they are very unusual looking, the ones that have the hands holding the beads. There are a couple of those on the slideshow on the video. And I I had so much fun putting that together because your artwork is just beautiful and well, thank you. It's vivid and it's colorful and the energy is palpable. I can feel the energy in them just looking at them. So I think oh, that's great. lovely. How long have you been doing this? Well, with the beads, I started just the beads. I mean, I'm a goldsmith since, uh, since school, but with the beads, I started, let me see, about 20 years ago. And I've been painting and drawing my whole life. I went to art school. So... You know, it, it was it was always coming out of. I think it's uh, when you're uh, an artist, and I, I see that in my daughter, who is a very very gifted artist, that you just can't stop anyway. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. You gotta be creative in whatever you do. You, you can't stop because it, it it piles up in you, and it has to come out through some hole somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, does your daughter do the same type of work, or is she expressing herself in a different way? Uh, she is. Uh, she's painting mostly, um, and uh, yeah. my god, my goodness, she's just she's just so amazing. Wait until I show you artworks she has done. <laughs> she's really, really, really talented, and I can't wait until she develops and until she studies and and spreads her wings and 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 be the artist she's born to, born at. It, it's it's gonna be really beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> Have you taught her? Has she? Have you helped her become aware of her own healing gifts as well? Yes, I have. Basically, I remember one a healing. She was she was not talking yet, but she was able to see uh, the energy. You know, all the, the the spirits who come in and the guides who come in. I was I was able to feel them, but she saw them, and I remember she was just a little itty bitty girl. And I, I did this uh, healing session for for a neighbor lady, and. Uh, my daughter Kalina came in and she was just looking at all the spirits coming in. <laughs> and then she went with her hands 
to the uh, to the lady and put uh, her hands on her hips, and she said, "Sana, sana." And this is exactly where the lady had her problems. Said, mm-hmm. The girl's got it too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> well, and especially and, here mean, in the states, I don't know if she's necessarily felt supported to explore that. Although young people seem to be so much more aware than they were when I was in school. Yeah, and I think I mean, I, yeah, I know. Since it's such a big part of my life, I, I think I find it so normal to do healing work. And I mean, this is my uh, the way my my kids grew up, and uh, my son is more on the scientific side. He studies uh, computer science. And that's where he's really my son. <laughs> and uh, he, even him, you know, he he grew up. He he lets me do uh, long distance sessions when he's in college and he doesn't feel good. It, it it's just a normal thing even for him. So thank God, and I hope they'll employ that into their lives. I mean, they don't really talk about it yet. They're still young, but I'm sure that the older they get, they will employ it into their life because it's the way they grew up. And I mean. At least that's my hope. (laughs) Exactly. You've made it natural for them. Even if their friends don't understand it, maybe they can be the voice for it and say, you know, we grew up with this and it's normal for us. And yeah, there's something to it and try it out. Because I really think more and more people, especially the young people, are so, so ready to accept that stuff when they see it, as opposed to our skeptical minds as we get older. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And um, also, I mean, it's, I see it. With my kids, you know, if if one of their friends is sick, uh, they come to Mama. Do you have something? And then he's all, oh, and, and then the other kids go, Oh no, no, I don't take any any pills or anything. And then they start laughing. My mother would never give you anything <laughs> chemical. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful! I'm so glad to hear more of yeah. that going on. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Right? We all need that. We really do. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, it's been fun to meet you in Harmonic Convergence 333, our Facebook group that Eva Marquez and I started a few months back, and to be able to get to know you a little bit there as well. We talk about all kinds of things in that group. We talk about being star seeds and all of that as well. Is that part of your conversation and awareness too with your family? Yes, it is. I mean, it is for me, not so much with my family. I don't want to overpower them either. (laughs) Because otherwise they'll just roll their eyes because they know, <laughs> okay, mama does her thing. <laughs> but it is for me, definitely. <laughs> so where did that awareness come from for you? Um, actually from, from Eva. Oh, um, neat. Reading up on her, and, on her books, on her stories and all that. She's helped a lot of people awaken, and I think that's beautiful work that she does, especially the Pleiades yes, stuff, yeah. the Pleiades energy. So how fun. Mm-hmm. So where do you plan to go with the artwork? Are you going to keep doing the beadwork and the paintings? Do you have visions of other fun things in the future? Well, I don't think I'm able to stop, to tell you the truth. <laughs> and it's, de- it's developing, and which, which is a good thing. And uh, I'm featuring in, in a couple of collective um, galleries, which is fun, which made me uh, meet with other uh, really talented uh, artists in the meantime. So I don't think I'm able to stop with either one, with either the, the energy work or the artwork. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad to hear that. So you're actually putting your artwork in galleries. Where uh, where would that be? In Florida? In uh, Recently in Florida. One in, uh, there's one uh, in Estero, the Coco Art Gallery. And then there's one in uh, in downtown Fort Myers. 
um, the Arts of Acts Gallery. So, yeah, and then mostly online. Well, congratulations on that recognition. Is that unusual for people who do energy healing type artwork to be recognized in a gallery setting? Uh, it is, and I really don't advertise it there either too much. They just look at my artwork and say, what is this? <laughs> and why does this guy, why do you always have faces in, in your necklaces? And then, you know, I mean, you can tell it's uh, the 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 face, which always reoccurs in, in my artwork. Is it in necklaces or in, in, in paintings? Uh, the one who has the closed eyes and no ears, that's actually my, my guide. He and he does not have to look or hear because it comes from the inside. Oh, I love but, that. But uh, usually, you know, it's it depends. You know, some customers. Why does that? Why does he not? Is it well? Just you know, just get the feeling of it. <laughs> and somehow people do. It's 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 hard to explain artwork uh, to somebody who is not awakened or not into spirituality, but. It makes me feel good that they still like it, and they might just get something out of it anyway. I was just thinking that as I was listening to you, I was realizing that these people are getting the healing that you put into those pieces. They're getting it whether they realize it or not, just by what they're drawn to, and they're probably drawn to exactly the healing that's for their highest good right now, even if they're unconscious about the whole thing and just think, oh, that's a pretty piece of artwork. All the rest of it's just kind of going on at another level for them. It is. That's true. And I have to say that um, my code of, code of ethics as a healer is also that um, I would never impose healing on anybody who does not want it. So they have to be open and because um, otherwise it, it just won't work. You, you cannot heal somebody who does not want to be healed. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's there for them and they can either choose to receive it or not or just walk exactly. on by. Right. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do you have some uh, dates of upcoming events and things you'd like to let listeners know about? Are you going to have an exhibition somewhere that you want to share with us? Or uh, are you going to be launching something soon to tell us about? Um, well, we have this ongoing exhibition down in, 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 in Estero at the Coco Art Gallery at, uh, at the Coco Mall, which changes uh, every two months, which is wonderful because then you can really expla- uh, ex- explore and and uh, and and have a different gallery setting every month. Um, and then I have one ongoing exhibition right now through the Southwest Florida Fine Craft Guild, which is in the Coco Art, not not the, not the Coco Art Gallery, the Das Gallery, right around the corner here in, in Fort Myers. And um, we have some ongoing exhibitions, which are uh, you know joint exhibitions from all the members of the Southwest Florida. Uh, find craft guild and you can find those on on their website whenever they're coming up so there's just one or two pieces in in each exhibit uh, but you know at least they're out there somewhere (laughs) exactly and if someone would like to have a piece made for them what does that process look like do they have a conversation with you first or reach out to you through your website they can reach out through my website and it would be nice if they, if I really want to personalize for them, it would be nice to either email or talk to them because then I can really personalize it for them and 
which makes it a lot more wonderful than just paint something and send it off. <laughs> exactly. And and what kind of time frame are we talking about? Is it too late for them to think about doing something like that for the holidays this year? Do you need more time? No, I can I can wing it. It's, you know, sometimes a painting needs a half a year, but I've worked best, best under pressure, I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. And the nice thing about these shows is they sit out there for a long time. So some may find it right away and some may find it for the holidays next year or who knows when they'll find it, but at least they'll be able to still get in touch with you. And Exactly. <laughs> so what do you do when you're not creating artwork? Well... I have about five teenagers in the house, then three dogs, a husband <laughs> I'm helping, uh, seven uh, uh, side jobs and a yard and a household. I do not get bored. <laughs> no, ma'am, you do not get bored. <laughs> <laughs> do you have some recurring spiritual practices outside of your artwork that sustain you? Well, you know what? I need to have my 20-minute meditation every day. And I usually do that in the morning when the house is still quiet. So, I mean, you... Which is the the best tip for everybody out there who hears us? At least meditate 20 minutes a day. It's going to be helpful in every phase of your life. How do you perceive that it's been most beneficial for you? Well, I get in in touch with my own chakras, with my own soul. I can check if my body is all right. I'm able to put mind or, uh, you know, look at my heart, look at my mind and be grateful for what I have. And after those 20 minutes, I'm usually really, really happy. (laughs) And what a great way to start the day, happy. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that tip. I think we all need that reminder because, you know, it's easy to get busy, especially this time of year and say, oh, I'll take care of that later. And I love that the people that tend to have the regular practice, it's, it's one of the first things they do when they wake up in the morning. It's like, that's how I take care of myself. You can brush your teeth. I'm going to sit down and meditate and then I'll brush my teeth and then I'll be here on the exactly. mat every morning. <laughs> yeah. And always remember happiness is a choice. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. I'm excited to share your artwork out with others through the YouTube channel and through sending them to your website, chibeads.com. And I like to ask my guests at the end of the show, do you have a parting thought that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Um, Yes, I can can only repeat it. Happiness is a a choice. (laughs) It is. And you have happiness just radiating from your artwork. So you obviously choose that on a regular basis. Uh, I am because I'm, um, I am lucky enough to uh, be married to my soulmate and best friends. And how, how bad can life be holding his hand? Everything is good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Doris, for taking the time to be with us this busy weekend and for sharing yourself and your soul in such a beautiful way with the world. Cheryl, it was an honor. Thank you so much. The pleasure has been all mine. And I hope you have enjoyed listening to today's show. Do me a favor and let me know what you think. We love your feedback. You can go to journeyofpossibilities.com slash support. Let us know what you think and help us keep going with the show. And we will see you next week on Exploring Possibilities.